1: Faith in humanity has restored. Welcome back, Nathan, the chin, TikTok Cleary. Very big thank you to Ivan for helping produce you. You are a godsend. Since, uh, since the retirement of Cameron Smith, you've been the next man up and you've done an amazing job each and every year and now averaging 71 after that. Pretty average start. Very strange, wasn't it? That first game of the year, he just wasn't himself at all. Second game, the same until he did his injury and, and obviously just played out the rest of the game after halftime to get that 37 and since then he's been back in a a big way and and the biggest thing I noticed about his game that differs to a lot of the other halfbacks in the NRL there is just that he is on every side every play you can see he gets the ball does whatever he does with it plays it off and then if he wants to get to the other side he's over there in a flash and ready for that next play and that's something that I know a lot of halves don't do enough of he's just being available on every side so you know On one side, they might have him and Edwards sweeping. And then it might be Yo, Cleary, Edwards, and then the outside backs, the the gun outside backs that they have. And then the other side, he'll get over there, and and he's got him and Luai and the like there. So definitely has a threat on either side. What I think he does really well, he seems to just show the ball out in front a lot. And the defense seems to, to hang off him a fair bit. Like if you watch that game last night, there's a lot of times where he's just running sort of getting you know, gaining five to 10 meters and then getting the ball off and they've kind of let him do that but the biggest thing that we noticed with the Panthers when we're going through those stats there is that they get a quick play of the ball more often than not and they're much quicker than most other teams and this and when they do this this allows him so much extra time which wasn't happening those first few games that he just wasn't getting that early ball and at least this week now uh, and, and last week, especially, he he's been able to do that, and they've been clicking on, on all cylinders again. And you know, the intro- introduction of you know, our Sonny Luke there has been great as well. So he played bigger minutes in this one, and that was really really good. For those are asking about Cleary and his potential third try assist, that try for Edwards, he did not do anything. Let's just pass it to him, and then Edwards did this tiny little step, and Twilangi just flung forward, out even miss him. So that's uh, Kelma's fault, not a Cleary try assist on that one. As people are saying, it should have been a try assist for Kelma on that one. So yeah, Cleary 100. So first 100 actually since 2021. So very exciting uh, for those of captain Tim. There are a big chunk. They're also a big chunk that captain Grant, and there's also a decent chunk that Captain Payne Haas as well. So the Haas one definitely wasn't an issue at all with his 77, but yeah, Cleary's 100. Just really saved the week. And we moved to Edwards now, and and he's been he's been great, guys. So the big change for him is actually playing both sides, and, and this is something that he didn't do, and and was the reason why he wasn't able to get involved in as many tries and try assists there. And then this year he's really stepped that up, and averaging sixty-two, this is the highest he's averaged over a stretch of time in his career. And you know, being priced under fifty, this shows the uh, you know how he's improved and how he's potentially a gun in that wing fullback position. You know, he's definitely definitely uh, scoring as well as anyone in that position or better at the moment. So that is that. Let's talk about the outside backs in the Panthers at the moment. So we're finishing round six at the moment and you've got seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So you have got another six rounds until we get to origin and you're looking at some of these guys, especially in the wing fullback position, which is a little bit tough at the moment. I think Brian Toto is a very, very cheeky, good guy that you could bring in in round seven I think and if you you wanted someone under 600k which he's going to be yeah after a couple of good games now he'll be up you know he hasn't made any money yet he's neg three before this 58 so he'll be up a little bit around that 570 or so and I see him as being a much better option now considering he's getting much more involved over the last bunch of weeks you see the 246 meters three line breaks there that the try and the try assist but for him it's It's more around the team. If the team is coming out and firing like this, you know, 50 odd points last week, 40 odd this week, if that can continue happening, you see all the scores in the outside backs here, you know, Tango, To'o, Taruva, and then Crichton had a really good game as well, but uh, he's a little bit down the list at at 40 there. But they all had great games and, and shows that these types of guys are going to be worth having in your side. It's so easy watching a Panthers game when you know, you've got some outside backs and they're absolutely firing like this. They weren't at the start of the year, but now they are. So Toa wasn't the best selection at the start. He's now a really good selection over the last week or two. So he's someone that's I'm um, definitely, I've definitely got in my plans. It would be a sort of a six week play with Toa at this point. Uh, you could potentially hold him sort of until maybe like 16, but you know, they've got a, a bunch of buys through that period as well, given they had their, their buy in, in round three. So yeah, very interesting on that front. Isaac Tango as well. So he's one of those guys I spoke about having a bit of a breakout year and did take a couple, it did take a few weeks. So he's played five in total now. And the last two games, an 80-odd and a 59, has, has been really dominant. And for him, that left side attack, you can see early on, the, the Manly just had no answer for it. Obviously, that is Morgan Harper's side. And there was some flashbacks to Talakai last year. But with Tango there, I think that he's going to probably round out about that 45 to 48 and he's sitting at 49 now and that's with a couple of big games but a bunch of low ones as well so his base stats is solid you know see there even tonight when they uh, last night when they had the the big win he still had 17 tackles for one miss so that's encouraging signs and and for him to have just the, the two line breaks there and you know plenty of tackle breaks but just the line breaks no tries no try assists and still get a 59 that's great news for him Teruva, a little bit of an inflated game with two turnover tackles, two try savers, pretty much in the in the one motion there. So yeah, that uh that worked out well for anyone who owns him. He's still fairly low ownership at 2.4. And Toll is pretty high actually, isn't he? Yeah, 8.4. So I think that could increase after this week for sure. Lizaio got his first rest of the year basically with seventy minutes. Uh did his great job again. Got two offloads and two tackle breaks in this one. And it's just a, a menace on the field, isn't he? He's so good to watch. And for people that are looking to pick him up, that. Yes, you're trading him in for the consistency, but you definitely want to make sure you have Payne Haas before Yo, just because he's scoring that little bit more. And obviously Yo with with Origin as well, he's going to miss a bunch of those games. So there's a lot of sort of fallen mids at the moment. We spoke about you know Cam McInnes and these types of guys who will play later today as potential options going forward at, at sort of that cut price that could score you about a fifty. But Yo is one of those top tier guys, and if you are missing something like that. If Hopgood decides to flop and all that uh, this week, we'll see how we'll see what happens there. But, you know, Joe Yo is one of those safety guys at the top. Zach Hosking, 54 for him. So snuck a little line break, got three offloads. So good news that he can ball play as well. He can, he can get some attacking stats in amongst his his base. And, you know, the 31 tackles, the two misses were in two plays. I was getting a bit annoyed and then he kind of tackled his way to freedom and still got that odd offload there. But uh, Hosking there with, with two games, we've brought him in the 56-54. Very happy with his output over that last couple of weeks, and averaging 69 for the year. So he'll have a massive price rise again this week. And for the the chunk of people that didn't pick him up, there's still a fair few. He's only a 16%. Uh, then a little bit unfortunate. It sounds like what what Cleary said after the game that he doesn't know which which edge Martin is going to return on when they interviewed him. So I think that's good signs because you know if it was clear cut then then martin yeah, the martin was coming back on the right then he would have just said that so that probably is good signs for hosking but we'll have we'll wait and see there and hopefully he's not a uh, a trade-out that's for sure he's a lot, break evens gonna be so low anyway uh Sorensen had a good one as well Trebojevic another 50 for him he's been solid all year yeah sorenson 51 minutes and the try in that one dce a couple of average scores in a row for him unfortunately so 50 in this one did get two try assists kind of did as much as he could in a losing outfit when they got absolutely dominated through the middle and on the edges there. So yeah, 50 for him. You don't panic sell. Uh, he's averaging 59 for the year. So that's someone you just need to to stick solid with and hopefully they're not playing a, a tough team like uh, like Cleary's Panthers every week. Spoke about Crichton there with the 40 solid there overall. Oluquatu looked damaging when he ran, but still only you know, lower meters when they got pumped. Sonny Luke, so 39 for him. So had a real low one last week. Wasn't able to make much cash, and this 39 will get that going again, and a delightful try assist at the end to help Cleary get his ton. Thank you, Sonny, in that one. But 25 tackles, a little bit of running, forced dropout, a couple of try assists, uh, and no misses there. So great news for him. He's someone that can definitely be good for you in that sort of bench position it's just going to be hit and miss. Like we just need a couple of weeks in a row. And if you own him now, you're really hoping that next week he comes out and gets to twenty five thirty and can do a great job for you there. But it uh, just hasn't had that sort of back-to-back really good weeks, unfortunately. So him at a, bit, a tad over 300K next week is definitely an option for people's sides. And you'd imagine he obviously plays throughout that whole buy period. I'm not sure if they just end up starting Sonny Luke when they've got guys like Isaiah Yo out. Um, yeah, and on all that. so Liam Martin and the, all these types of guys, and they'll play Eisenhuth and, and uh, you know, Garner will play Hosking and all those. And then Kenny might play through the middle a little bit more, and Sonny Luke kind of plays, he's 55, 60, or he plays the full 80. So he's definitely someone I think you can bring in shortly and have for the entirety of the year for sure. Just going to be that hit and miss type of guy, unfortunately. All right, Louis still scoring low. We got Kenny down there at 25. So this is a frustrating one. So three penalties in this one, a missed tackle. Just yeah, tackles aren't going to be high when they're absolutely dominating. So he was great when they were losing and, and struggling, but unfortunately, just if you trade him in the last couple of weeks, Matty, uh, the twenty-five not ideal at all. So is he a sell potentially? Uh, I, I can't see the reason why you'd look to hold him steadily throughout this period. It, it's a it's a tough one. He's going to be losing cash now when you're getting this mid-range. You're hoping for him to make it, and he's just not unfortunately. So that's that. K okay, a week. So he got twenty-two tackles for three misses. He was the the butt of a few. Uh, attacking raids from the uh, Panthers there, and and uh, it wasn't really great for him. But yeah, you know, he moved out to the wing when Garrick went down. Not sure on Garrick how that's going to play out if he's got uh, if he's going to be out next week. He failed his HIA, but he had cat two symptoms, so that's something to monitor over this week. But still not great either way. Um, but Weeksy could get an opportunity somewhere in this team. And as yeah, you know, I've been speaking to a few people during the week. Was that Weeksy's one of those guys that? If there's any guy that goes down, whether it whether it is a potentially the winger, that's unlikely that he that's his first spot. But fullback, five, eight, and, and seven, weeks he's gonna get that opportunity at some point. And he has a dual position. He's two, gonna be 230K. Great news. I Probably be 240 after this week because he had a decent one last week, but definitely someone that needs to be in your plans potentially for the origin period as well. Lindsey Smith, so 23 in his 29 minutes this time. Wasn't his best game. It's kind of did his thing. Yeah, worked hard in that 29, 19 tackles, 87 meters, but two penalties in there in the miss. Uh, just shows why 350K guys off the bench, a little bit scary, that's for sure. Kepi, okay, unfortunately for him, his money-making start to the year is over. And with their buy in, in round two, it was a little bit frustrating as well. You weren't.
0: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend, but what won't change? Needing health insurance. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Just able to get that momentum that you, that you build in round one? And if you brought him in over the last few weeks, it's been a bit frustrating. But yeah, he was just so perfect over that first month and, and four, four miss tackles now and an error in, in last game and then a very low one in the game before With so such high scoring games. These last two has not been perfect for him uh, in that sense. And also just his play in general. Tommy Chaboyevich, so owned by a lot of people at 20.5%. Haven't seen him in a lot of the top teams, but still scattered across the the league there. One try, just snuck on that one at the end. Just wasn't his game, was it? The negatives were there, negative 13, and they got smashed. And and You kind of thought this might be the case that he would have a bit of a lower one, not 16, but... Yeah, maybe a 30, just with you yeah, know the Panthers being able to nullify a lot of his scoring potential, and and that really happened in this one. So 16 for Tommy, you don't sell him, but you are very, very disappointed. That's all I'll say on that one. And then Garrick ended up with a 10 in his 27 minutes. So end up with a try saver and just not much really else there with uh with 20 run meters, and you know, that first 27 minutes they were getting spanked. So for him to get 10, pretty good result there. So that's that for Ruben and that game. Okay, let's move to the secondary game and that was the Broncos and the Raiders. And there was some great news in this one and also some really poor news. So initial poor news, the fact that NRL.com and Fantasy haven't sorted their shit out. They have missed out the scoring again. So we got a couple of Thursdays, uh, what, separated by a couple of weeks now. And then this game here where they haven't updated. So updates were, were kind to me considering I don't own Walshie. And this is the really sad one for me. Let's start with Walsh. And he is spectacular, man. With these new fluoro yellow shoes, he's looking pretty as, uh, looking sharp. And he's so fast and so elusive. There's a few times there where he slipped on the turf and he probably could have got an extra tackle break or so. But 11 tackle breaks, three offloads to hand, just under 200 meters there. You know, sneaking a kick in there. 12 kick defusals is a bit ridiculous. So how the hell does <laughs> he get 12 kick defusals and our boy's... Uh, Tommy Chester gets zero last last week, but whatever, that's how it works, eh? 12 kick diffusers, I haven't seen that before. Anyway, uh, a try assist in there as well. That was a terrific pass. So his, his game is going to another level, which is very exciting uh, for those you know, that love footy and own Walshie. And, and for me, I could have brought him in for Chester this week, who ended up making about 10K. Uh, I was hoping he'd get a little bit more game time. Didn't work out, so didn't tra- trade Chester and save tried to save a lot of cash there for, for Heinzey. And I'm not sure if I'll be able to get Heinzey now because I'll have to fix up this wing fullback situation. But Walshie there, yeah, would have got an extra, what, 50. Ian up at 64, guys. So updates uh, will hopefully show that by the end of the, the, the round. But 64 for Walsh compared to 13 for Warbrick. That would have been delightful. But anyway, we'll uh, we'll take that and move on. If you had Walshie this week and Hammer and you didn't have Cleary or you didn't have Cleary as captain, they have saved you and they've got you back to even. So... Or at least better than that, you would say, in this one. So while she yeah, great. I think he's gonna be it looks like yeah, even a game where they lost, it was good signs that he can come out and be clearly the most dominant guy on the park with Payne Haas. And yeah, showed that showed that he can kind of do it against any team, and no matter how the Broncos play, he can come out and do great things. So let's talk about the man. Payne Haas. I've never had a guy that you're less worried about watching than Payne Haas in a game. When he's on the park. It's just so easy watching. You know, he's in there. He's getting offloads. He's getting tackle breaks. He's running well. He doesn't miss tackles at all. Like he never runs out of the line. He's just there uh, in you know, second man in one on one when they run straight at him. He no, he's not out there chasing guys and, and throwing out a hand. So the easiest watch in town is Payne Haas. And, and when he's fit and firing, obviously last year there was some good, uh, plenty of times there where he had just shoulder issues and he wasn't getting in the contact. He wasn't running as hard. Uh, you know, shoulder first into blokes. And this year, completely opposite. And he's been incredible. So if you don't own Payne Haas, I can understand why people were trading him in last week. It was a great trade-in. Well done on that one. All right, Fogs, he earned up to 68 in the end. So for him, a much better game. 31 tackles than this one, 516 kick meters, ran the ball, got a line break, got a trisys and tackle breaks. Back to normal. Better than normal, obviously, but yeah, back to some good scoring, and he was averaging you know, under 40 before this uh, before this game. So very, very happy for Fogs and anyone who owns him. He's still fairly low ownership, you know, 0.4, but for those that are looking at a, a decent half, uh, that's pretty cheap over the next bunch of weeks, and Fogs could potentially be your man. Hudson Young up and down again with his 54, but he's uh, back in the winner's circle after a bunch of low weeks. You got Ricky there, 53, a couple of good ones in a row, but we're avoiding him. Carrigan, unfortunately, downdated to forty-eight, and this is pretty big news here because a lot of people have been trading out Carrigan. It's turned out to be a masterstroke to trade him out before his low score, uh, and then in this game where it was a back-and-forth affair, and you know, not very high-scoring to be honest. And for Carrigan to play seventy-six minutes and still only have thirty-one tackles is really strange. You know, you saw those first few games there; he was in absolutely everything. Every time that the Broncos were making a tackle. He was either making that first hit or he was second or third man in and just getting bulk tackles. And unfortunately, it hasn't happened the last few weeks. And he's now someone that's, it just changes quick, doesn't it? Because you look, I I was so into Carrigan. Like I, I wanted him so bad. And then, he comes out and he's now averaging 53.7, which is, is still a little bit up on his starting price, but he starts to lose money now, which is yeah, the way that the averages work. It, it's a yeah, three round average in that first few rounds, he killed it. And then since then he has not, and he'll start to lose a bit of cash now. And I can understand why people are selling him. This one was the most frustrating one. Last week wasn't a big issue. This week is because he still had four tackle breaks in there. And, and was only able to get the, the 48. I don't know if that down, I can't remember what the down date was, what he lost, but yeah, 48 in this one, not ideal for someone that you're looking to get 55, 60. We are getting pretty greedy for sure. I understand that. Uh, but yeah, when guys like Payne Haas are absolutely killing it on the other end and averaging 68, there's a, a big discrepancy when you paid, you know, not a hell of a lot more for Haas at the start of the year. Okay, Reynolds, fifty-one. You had a big scare if you owned him at the beginning, uh, the beginning of this game. So ten percent owned and, and went down with what didn't look, what looked very nasty, and thankfully got back up and, and did his thing. And, and thankfully for him, a fifty-one in a losing team, you will take it. But I understand why you'd be frustrated that you don't have someone like Sean Johnson and John Reynolds. there, if he gets fifty plus every week, he is get you are getting what he's priced at, which is good okay we got Horsborough and Ira and Rapana all having solid games hope Rapana's okay It was a bit of a nasty knock to that head plenty of blood rushing out in that one Kobo Papali'i. Yes, probably done for fantasy anyway Tomoko we got 40 out of him and just wanted to say just a massive win from the Raiders they showed they showed their class as a as a, as a footy outfit because you, know, you come to to Broncos and they just started this game with more vigor and that just really Lasted the entirety of the game. So a big effort for them with no Tarpani, no White in this one. Two of their most important players to come to a fully fit and firing Broncos at their home ground. Incredible. So yeah, just a big shout out to them for that one. Uh, Tomoko there, 40. So he just continues to show why he's been a solid buy to, put, uh, to start the season there. Even in a team that hasn't been very good at all, he's still averaging 43 and doing a cracking job. So shout out to him schneider let's have a a little moment to to mention schneider because he was our gun uh, rookie from last year and you see here he got up to 540k by the end of the season he kind of peaked and and lost a little bit of cash there but we got him up to pretty high 500s and and that was exciting there for for last season and and he comes out in this game has his 31 tackles which you know was a a feature of his game last year 25 or 30 tackles a game they ran it in plenty uh but he sort of held his own in that one did have a couple errors didn't you know kicked the ball too much, but had a run and, and uh, did his job. So welcome back to Snyder. And the biggest welcome back ever, Jared Croker. I think he got uh, down dated to 31, but his goal kicking, phenomenal. His defense, 16 tackles, zero misses in a game where uh, I think, yeah, he might've dropped down a little bit, but in a game where it was pretty tough, you know, he had to defend Stagsy and Cobo in his first game back. Uh, just a big shout out to him because he's getting close to that 300th and uh, he's been a a fantasy gun of of yesteryear for sure was hardly played in the last 3 years for those that are new to fantasy he was one of those guys that you just uh locked and loaded in your side a goal-kicking center in a pretty good team in the raiders there he would score plenty of tries and and assist in, uh, assist in a bunch there as well to you know Nick Kotrick when he was uh when he was fit and firing there on the left-hand side and and he would uh you know get plenty of goals and and, and tackle well like you saw last night so Great work, Croker in his return. At 319K, who's picking him up? Who's gonna do it? Will he keep his spot? He probably should after that, to be fair. Uh, Massive play. Massive game for him to come back. For them to get the win and his goal kicking to really be a factor as well, it's very helpful. All right, Farnworth, a bit of a low one. So a slightly lower week for centers this week for sure, uh, except for Hammer at this stage. So Farnworth, Stags both 33 in this one. Not ideal. Uh, We've got sort of Jack Bird to go as the the biggest uh, center left, really. Um, all the rest of them, apart from like Campbell Graham and you know, Tungo, have been fairly low, and they're not super highly owned either. Okay, let's go down the bottom there. We've got a couple left, I believe. Starling with fourteen. What a fourth from grace it's been for him. Yeah, you know, if he ever happens to get a start, Danny Levi's out, and Wolford's out, then we'll pick him up at like 500k. But until then, Nope. Ezra Man 14. So if you own him, this is just sad times, really. We're gonna end it on this one and flags there. Just say flag there with the uh, the knock uh, the knockout. The concussion there, he'll be out for next week as well. So you'd imagine some bigger minutes for Carrigan again, just something to keep in mind. And then if it's a close game, Haas still up around that 60 mark. But Ezra with his low score, just very, very sad for anyone who owns him. He started the year in pristine form and he's owned by 5%. And that 14 is an absolute killer for a guy that's uh, priced at 500K who's not a center. So you're hoping for at least 40 there At a half and eight missed tackles, hardly running the footy. Uh, compared to what he used to. And just the one try, so to have one try assist and 80 run meters gain, 17 tackles, and to get 14, is just very yuck. So yeah, let's hope that uh, Fantasy sorts out the scoring system week to week. That it, it gets updated and I've spoken to him uh, in, in email and it says it is connected and that's who, they, they get their stats from a certain provider and I don't know why it's not transferring over, but it's just frustrating to, to look at yeah, a lot of your players when you know that they're a different score. So it's a minor thing, obviously. And hopefully we just don't want to spend the whole weekend just hoping that it, it changes come, uh, you know, come the end of the, of the week. Of course, like clearly gets, you know, gets his big four points deducted and, yeah, you he know, was 104 down to 100, so a little bit frustrating with that. But that is the uh, final game of Saturday. It's weird having sort of so many days of footy. We got the one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday, and then the one on Monday as well. But uh, happy Easter to all of you guys. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen